0: That's fantastic, Mike, and and David Bowie. Th- thanks for sharing that. I know I've heard that common story with with David Bowie many times that he just like he's, he's like been a, been a been seeker of people to yeah. work yeah, with, and, been and been like been. his last album, Black Star, I heard I think Mark Juliana said he's in a he's in a. If anybody knows the drummer Mark Juliana, check him out. Yes, my, one of my biggest biggest inspirations for sure I love what he's all about and he's got this band in New York City and yeah same almost similar story but they, like they were playing in this little club in New York City and yeah David Bowie's like I'd, I'd love for you like this band to be my band for my yeah. album black star almost yeah. identical story great album great album yeah totally agree and my connection by the way is I played in Toronto with this guy named Tony Springer yeah yeah and tony same thing he had his own trio this is like i was like 13 or something this is like 1990 i think and yeah. the boy was like in a hotel in canada and he saw tony's band at that time on like much music if anybody knows much music the mtv of canada <laughs> it's like pre-internet right yeah and he just yeah same thing like like kind of um contacted tony like hey man i love what you're all about love to work with you and in about 2006, I, I became the drummer in Tony's band. And <laughs> yeah, and, and I was in that band for a long time. But yeah, I heard great stories of, of him and, you know, working with, with Bowie. Uh, that, that's amazing. Just love to, can you share anything like what you learned as a drummer from like Adrian, Adrian Ballou and even in-
1: Adrian, Adrian played in a Beatle band around here? I got to tell you, behind me, is uh is a 1967 set of black oyster pearl that i got about 12 years ago because i'm a total ringo fan that's the why i play drums you know when i was a kid i saw uh the beatles on ed sullivan but adrian played in a beatles band around this area wow and they were fabulous and he was the drummer and he played and i and I'd go here and play all the time, and we got to be friends. And we ended up playing in a, you know, he got mononucleosis. And he couldn't, he didn't have the strength to play drums. And he started learning Segovia on the guitar and started playing. Then he got better than all the guitar players around here. And then he started playing guitar. And uh, But when we got this gig with with David, I got to tell you this. David, I was expecting this guy that would be totally impossible to work with a total prima donna but what i discovered was this guy was an unbelievably intelligent beautiful guy and he was he was well read he told us where to go when we were on tour of all the great art museums and this and that and he was really nice to my mom when she came to see me play. And and he was just beautiful. And when my mother died while I was on the tour, he took care of everything and was just uh, I'll tell you what, when David died in 2016, I heard about it. I was listening to the radio and and I sat and cried like a six year old. He was he was a friend and I and I he was a beautiful guy, besides being a great talent and he was uh he was a great dude he really was and i miss him he was a great guy
0: wow yeah thanks for sharing that i can feel the the impact he had on you it, it sounds like like even that'll that'll that's just a part of you yeah i i heard a. I remember henry rollins uh is one of my big inspirations like he told the story of some festival or something and, and he one of his heroes is david bowie and, and very similar story like just of his kindness yeah just he said uh he was like so nervous to meet him and david just came up to him and was like oh man i, I just my name's david you know Henry's like yeah i know who you are <laughs> like, yeah right. <laughs> hi my name's david uh, I, re- I really really love your writing and uh, do you want to talk to me for 10 minutes you know i'd love to just learn more about what you're about and just just very kind and humble
2: yeah
0: I, I love these stories of you just hear these little things like oh he was really kind to my mom you know back yeah. or he was he was kind to this person at the starbucks that gave him coffee or something i, I love yeah. really <laughs> rounds out, you know the character of a person right
1: my, my mother was blown away by the buffet backstage <laughs> she could i said mom you can have whatever you want She's just thought that was so great.
0: That's awesome. What stayed? What impacted your drumming, Mike? That still stays with you today. Like, was it like keeping high standards? Like a sense of time? Maybe like the servant hero or something. Yeah.
1: Well, we had to play to film, so my playing with click track, you know, really was put to the test, and and uh, and it was. It was great, i mean you know i it it was it was a powerful band, you know, and you know i'm not uh you know I'm a garage band drummer, you know and uh and i uh I know some things but but i you know I try to play uh you know what what people are playing around me and integrate myself into that, you know. And, and David was beautiful with that, you know. He was uh, he was very he was very cool with. Uh, he walked over one time. He goes, Michael, he said, it seems like the timing's off here. And I, and I said, we're playing the click track, David, you know. And he said, oh, <laughs> he walked away. <laughs> he said, oh, and and he forgot, you know, know. But it was it was great.
0: I'd love to like there's this thing in Toronto and it's called uh f-up nights yes and uh yeah maybe have you heard of it
1: no but and, I've done it
0: oh cool yeah and it's in if <laughs> you've heard of it, it's in multiple cities and or maybe you're just thinking of a time like yeah I, I had I had many of those think like we can all yeah with David but, yeah well actually yeah that leads to what I'm curious about is that this this event in Toronto what they do is they feature people from music, people from arts, people from tech, people from business. And they share like a failure that was one of their biggest learning experiences. Yeah. And I went up and shared this story. Like, it's like the worst gig of all time. Uh, it's, you know, it started when this, I had to play this backline and this like old cat, like went inside the bass drum the night before and like (laughs) the bass drum. And they told me like, We didn't have time to get a new bass drum like you're just gonna have to put up with it so every time you hit the bass drum like you're getting like a distracting (laughs) you know like you know the on new bass drum and like the monitors were crazy it was this big this big gig at the time for it was like a showcase gig for my band yeah Um, and we had depended so much i depended so much on hearing the singer for cues that night i could just see his back and all I can hear in my head, like we did sound check, everything's good. And then it's like, you hit the gig, it's like game time. And all of a sudden it's like, why do we even do sound check? Everything's completely freaking night and day, right? And we just start playing I'm on this big stage, you know, stakes are so high. And all I hear is like, I could see the singer's back his name with Shane. And all I can hear is like, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> it's just kind of like I'm underwater and I'm like, are we in the bridge or the like i'm like i think i know where we are. and then the bass player's looking at me like what are you doing you know like he's kind of meditating for you and i'm like are we and it just was this train wreck i won't even go into it yeah like everybody's probably feeling what this if you have done something live it's like oh my god that's you don't want to go to that that place yes i have yeah okay so so what but that was one of my biggest learning experiences like i learned yeah like like, uh just so many lessons about how to how to kind of keep everything on track and and it was one of the biggest learning experiences that f up so i'm just curious like these these great artists you worked with mike like is there any like failures that you had that were
1: well it was always great because adrian did such weird time signature stuff from working with king crimson yeah. And 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 the bass player and I, we were playing a trio and, and there was a couple of times I'd look at I'd, I'd look at Mike. His name was Mike, too. And I say he doesn't know where he's at. <laughs> he wrote the song and we're, you know, I mean, weird stuff. We did stuff in 11 and, you know. I mean, I I like seven, but there was some other things that were just very difficult. And then he would get lost and it would make us feel better. You know, but if you've ever got on the wrong side of the with David, we played panic in Detroit one one night. and, And there was a there was a percussion track that we were playing, you know, and it was sequenced. And, and I'm playing along and I got on the other side of the beat and I couldn't jump back. And David was walking around and he knew something was wrong and he didn't know who it was, but he knew. And I was trying to get to the point where I could, you know, it's like jumping rope, jump in, you know, or and jump back out where, where you need to be. And I thought I got to get this together or I'm going to be on the bus going home tomorrow. And, um, uh, you know i got it straightened out you never did know where that what went wrong
0: there <laughs> oh. talk about handling pressure yeah well
1: it was it was cool
0: and you kept Tell it on. You, yeah you kept it on the rails yeah go ahead what were you gonna say
1: no it was just yeah just you know it, it I know people that would be better at, uh, at jumping on back on the other side and getting where you need it to be. But it was, I was so freaked out. And Adrian was looking around going, he, and he knew, you know, he knew. And, and cause he's, you know, he's a drummer too. And he's a, actually a r- really good drummer. And uh, cool. so anyway, he's, <laughs> he's looking at me like, I'm going to jump. I'm going <laughs> to jump. I'm going to get back in. And I did, and he he just gave me a look like, "Good job!" Wow. You
0: know, he kept it going.
1: Yeah, it was so uh, it was it was a beautiful thing. It really was. But you know what? I, I mean, we're sitting here all as drummers, you know, and and that's the beauty of this whole thing—to be just to, to play your instrument, you know. And and I mean, the first thing I see in the morning is this kit sitting behind me. And I have a few kits and it's the last thing I see at night before I go into the bedroom. And it makes me happy knowing that I can still, you know, music business is challenging, man. It really is. And you guys all know that it really is. Most of my career I've played locally. But but I'll tell you what. It's a beautiful thing when it works and the band's clicking and they're walking around with a smile on their face and they know it's happening because of who's sitting on the, on the stool back there trying to make the groove work.
0: Exactly. So many people, when we talk about goals, Mike, and like what inspires us, it's like the impression, it comes up over and over. It's like the impression we make on, you know, the audience, the band. Yeah. Or it's just everybody around us. So that's very powerful. Yeah. Just just look it out and going, wow, like I am the heartbeat of this. <laughs> and like, and I love that you're also saying like we're playing the long game here. You know, <laughs> yeah. right? like, yes. this is the long game. And and the first thing you look at in the morning and the last thing you look at at night and just keeping that like you mentioned the Sullivan thing. Like, you know, my my we talk about Don Familero here. Yes yeah and and he was he was my teacher and mentor and same with a lot of people here he had that same moment you know the 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 beatles and ed sullivan and that was like why it's like we call it the mighty why like that was the spark. yes and just keeping keeping in touch with that for a lifetime is essential like that's what all the yoda figures and drumming had whether they were old men you know in their 80s and 90s they were like little kids people like jim chapin and yeah yeah so I I love that I'm hearing that from you. it's like man I look at this like Ringo kit this blue oyster kit (laughs) and you remember where it started from yeah that's fantastic does anybody have any any questions for Mike we're just really blessed that he's here with us today and we can you know we call this uh crowdsource wisdom where we can just learn from those around us yeah Goran go ahead you got Can you unmute yourself? And Gorn is in Croatia representing.
1: Wow. That's uh, great.
0: That's great. If you're on a phone, it's a really tiny button. Okay. While he find while he sorts okay there you go, there you okay. go. yeah go on. welcome to <laughs>
3: there you are <laughs> so, so what was the question
0: do you have any questions for mike
3: yeah. yes i have I have one question in what year did he play with adrian blue uh
1: i started playing with adrian in uh 89 with uh the uh the mr music head tour and then, and then we went on the David Bowie tour in 1990. And then I played on the Inner Revolution tour in 92, Adrian. And then the uh, Power Trio, a couple of them in 2005 and 2006.
3: Thank you, Mike.
1: Thank you.
0: Go ahead, Joe. This is Joe from New Jersey, right? No, Long Island, New Jersey.
2: Near Bruce Bruce Town.
0: Yeah, I knew it.
2: Yeah, great. <laughs> Mike, did you did you know Vinny Mad Dog Lopez?
1: Who, Vinny?
2: He was he was Bruce's. Um, he was he originally brought Bruce into. He brought Bruce into the band. I forget what they were called before it became Bruce's band. But um, only because you look like him a little bit to me. I'm just I'm just seeing your face from a distance. So you just remind me a little bit of Vinny. But my question, uh-huh. is this, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, we have a gig tonight. Maybe good 100%. for you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that's great a yeah. 100 bucks we make i don't even see it goes right to my wife because she sings in the band. <laughs> well my guy just hands everything <laughs> off and i'm like do you even get paid for that gig and they're like yeah we got <laughs> I never saw that. So, me mama happy yeah so it's um probably 100 people maybe 120 somewhere that it's a pretty it's, that's it's, cool man Nice like bar. so what was the largest crowd what was it like going from like i can't imagine doing a gig like this and i'm stressed a little bit you nerfed up because you don't want to screw up and, like, hey i'm playing church tomorrow and, and it's up at the at the at the big
1: big church and stuff there's about seats about 1500 people wow. but it's a cool gig i'm working with some cool people it's a great band you know but the biggest place i ever played was in uh montreal Sky Dome. No, Toronto. That's where the, in the Toronto. That's where the Skydome is.
4: That's a big and,
1: one. And it was ninety-five thousand people. I think we played.
2: You feel any different though in front of ninety-five thousand, or fifteen hundred, or a hundred? Or was it?
1: Yeah, it scares the hell out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could literally just grind, make make this grind to a halt if I screw this up. Yeah. But you know what? It was. I don't know. I, I just, I'll tell you what, if you lose that fear, you know, you're always going to feel a little anxious when you go out there. And that's been a long time. But when you, when when you go out there and you get that many people into what you're doing and they give to you and you give back to them, wow. there's nothing like that, man. There's
0: nothing like that in the world. Thanks. Thank you. Do you take that Thank into you. small gigs, Mike, like that, that give and take, feeling absolutely yeah cool
1: absolutely you know you're you're uh you're cheating yourself if you don't if you don't bring your a game to everything you're doing you're cheating yourself and everybody else
0: i hope everybody heard that if you're not bringing your a game to everything you're doing you're cheating yourself and everybody else that was beautiful i agree and and to me every gig is sacred whether it's like three people even if I was busking on a street or I'm playing to, you know, Sky, yeah. <laughs> I was right. And <laughs> you play in a worship band too, Mike, you said, yeah, I've yeah. been there about nine
1: years. Scott called definitely. me to fill in and it's with where I used to go as a little kid. I used to sing in the choir when I was a, I was a kid. It, and, uh, and this guy calls me and said, there's some drummer in town that recommended you. And I went and and I started playing, and it's a it's a much bigger church now. But I don't know, you know, it's it's a and I play a side project from that called Hippie House. We play a bunch of old hippie music, and Led Zeppelin and all kinds of stuff. And uh, but I've uh, I've learned a lot from uh, being in the, the church band up there. It's a whole different way of drumming.
0: Yeah, it's that. It's because uh, I w- I went to a Catholic school when I was a kid, and it was like white robes, organ music, not a drum in sight.
3: Yes, right. <laughs> like,
0: but yeah. now there's a really cool community church in 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 my town, and like killer band, and like cool vibe, and it's like the whole energy is like let's let's serve something higher with our music. Yeah, there's some good bands. There's some really good. Christian yeah. bands and that's something I do, and it's and it's uh, it yep. taps into that feeling of like what you're saying, like giving out and giving back, and and just what the the real deeper meaning of music. That's that's fantastic. You have to
1: learn a lot of tom figures. It's very tribal. Some some oh, yeah. you
0: know, <laughs> yeah. I
1: always got the tom thing. Can you you know figures that you have to learn, but it's cool. I've learned a lot from doing it.
0: Yeah. My, myself too. I'm curious. Uh, yeah. And anybody with questions, just, just we'll jump in, but I'm just, just from what you said about Joe's question of playing in front of all those people. So a big part of what we do as drummers, I believe, is like facing fear and the fear yeah. can be like, wow, like, what if, you know, what if I'm laughed at or like, wow, I'm in front of these people. What if I'm scared to be myself, you know, scared to be, what makes me an individual uh what if i mess up in the band what if i play a fill and what if i'm called to do a solo and facing fear is such a big part of what we do and that's why like a, a while ago we had as a special guest uh this navy seal david rutherford yeah. and he was like man first i got this call about this drummer wanted me to do your podcast he's like i didn't like that's a first but then he's like i totally <laughs> get it because you know, we face fear with what we do and we can, you can use a lot of those tools in your drumming. So one thing we do here is like breathing exercises and, you know, yeah. down. And I know I, I did this uh, Cirque du Soleil gig years ago called Cavalia and I was wow. terrified Mike, cause it was, I'd never done anything like that. Yeah. And it's like countdown to opening night and I'm in my hotel and I can see like the, the tent you know a few blocks we have like it's like facing like Darth Vader in Star Wars like I'm gonna have to face this holy crap and uh just I'm just curious like ways to handle like even you know your first gig with Bowie it must have been like oh my gosh like this is the moment we're on in five minutes or something you know and everybody's depending on me and I'm playing with a click like just ways to handle pressure and to overcome fear just any tools that you picked up along the way
1: well we were uh we were in great neck uh we 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 were at the end of uh uh rehearsal
0: no one does it alone i want you to join a community of like-minded drummers that are going to push you to become a higher version of yourself no one does it alone we can't lone wolf it on this journey we need to connect the community of like-minded drummers so i want to meet you i want to hear about how we can turn your dream into a vision join me at chris slash ltr chris Lesso.net slash ltr join the community let's do this and become our best selves through drumming
1: we we were at the end of uh, uh rehearsal and and we and the band had it we had it pretty happening. And the film crew weren't getting the sympathy code right. And it wasn't syncing up right. And I remember it scared me to death, because I really wanted to go on this tour. And David got on the microphone. And it's one of the few times I ever seen him get mad. But he said, if this isn't right, tomorrow, we're all going home. I mean, he meant it too. And those guys and, and girls that worked on that crew, they stayed up all night and got it together. And we rehearsed the next day, and it was perfect. And, uh, and because everybody wanted to do this. You know, when you're up there, and, if you, and that fear starts. Somebody told me a long time ago, there's only two, you know, intense. It's, it's love. It's not love and hate. It's love and fear. You're either acting out of love or you're afraid. And when you're afraid, it takes from you, you know. And so I started going, man, when, when, when we start going out on stage, I'm going, this is so cool. I can't believe this. This is unbelievable. And, and, and just loving what I was doing. You know, I remember a long time ago, I, the first concert I ever, I ever saw when I was a kid well, I wasn't a kid. I was, I was a little older, and I'd been playing drums, and I saw The Who play at Music Hall in Cincinnati. And, and I remember seeing those little flashlights going across the stage, you know, and, and, and it's the tech taking the, the people that they're teching for over there to their instrument.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I sat there, and, and I'd, I'd been playing a while, and I thought that is the coolest thing ever, you know. And they're leading them over to the drums, and the, and the tech would give me a fresh pair of sticks, and he and he pat me on the back, and then we'd go, and then and we count. We did "Space Oddity" was usually the first song, and and we'd go, and I, and I would that fear would melt because of the love I had. For what was going down. I love to play music, you wow. know, and always have.
0: So I'm hearing you really tapping into again, it goes back to that kit behind you. It's the first thing you see in the morning, the last thing you see at night. Yeah. You know, like totems, Mike, like having, you know, just, just things around you. Like it could be the drums themselves. Sabian. <laughs> yeah, like actual exactly.
1: <laughs> I recognize <laughs> yeah. great.
0: Yeah, like it's it's the it's the magic factor, you know. I'm I have this this photo of me in like a Sabian shirt when I was nine, you know. Yes, just, that's you know, like, cool. I can, like I can still feel that. Like, yeah, right on that love.
1: Well, you know what we're doing? Any of us, you know, we're 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 channeling something. If when I'm playing the best, I play things that I don't even know. Right. I, I've I had the experience many times being playing. And going, I don't think I've ever played this. I don't know this. Wow. But somehow I turned it over and something I got me out of the way. My fear and my and my worry about somebody's gonna think this is stupid, what I'm doing, or whatever it is, what you were talking about, to that whole thing, it flows through you. Yeah. And and the, and 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 it comes through you and goes out into the world, and I'll tell you what. There's been times that it just blew my mind what happened, and I thought, "Oh my God, I sure hope I do that again," because that was really cool. <laughs> so, uh,
0: well, funny yeah. you say that because we're we're in the middle of a multi series, and it started. You can't. You know, it started out as one or two and like, there's, it, it's so deep. I'm going to, it's over like two months or something Yeah. It's on Mike, it's on flow and how to get to flow, flow around the kit and also get into flow state, which is exactly what you just described. So perfect. Yeah. And, you know, there's some specifics, like we're getting into like, you know, feet and just feeling drumming from the feet and being very balanced because that's a flow killer you know if you're you're off balance (laughs) and uh of course breathing and and you know relaxation and drumming and of course how we how we get around our instrument which is the the kind of dancing of it right and we're doing exercises and you know breathing and and but i'm just curious like how do you like you just mentioned it man you're, you're almost watching yourself play Oh my gosh i've never played this before i hope it happens again and <laughs> sometimes it doesn't you know? and i even sometimes talk to my favorite drummers you know after you know a gig or something and like if you're lucky enough to meet them like hey what was that thing you played after such and such song sometimes it's always like i have no idea no idea you have to watch the tape you know
1: <laughs> yeah
0: just like how do, uh, what's your experience of, yeah, flowing drumming and, and, and maybe some things you've overcome that have gotten you to a better place and just flowing around the kit, getting into flow states? Well, I'll tell
1: you, I'll tell you one thing that, that I, uh, done for the last six years. And, you know, I've always just played a single pedal, you know a la john bonham and 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 many people that that's been great with their feet foot yeah. and feet and uh and i started having a problem with my calf and i went to all kinds tried to get help uh sports medicine people chiropractors you know uh, kinesiology you know, acupuncture and all kinds of stuff and somebody said to me one time I think it was a chiropractor, and he looked at me and he said, I know you're having a lot of trouble. And it almost took me out as far as I'm going to quit playing. I can't. Uh, it, it's called focal dystonia. And and where from repetition, it messes up the, the lineage from the your, your nerves, you know, your brain sending things through the nerves. And it's not uh, – it's not getting the message right. You do things you don't want to do, and you don't do things you want to do. And he said, well, why don't you just uh, play with your left foot? <laughs> and I just almost I said, what? You know? And wow. he said, yeah. And you know what? I read a thing that Guy in the Dap Kings did this. Oh. He put his hi hat down. He bought a double pedal. I don't buy that. I don't play the double pedal for that. You know, to show amazing. Oh, I'm doing this. I, cause I don't, and I can't, but I play with my left foot and I and integrate my right foot cause it, it works, but, but it, it gets, you know, weird. And, and I use my left foot predominantly and then I play right-handed, which is weird, but, it just in the past, maybe year, I'm starting to go, I think I'm getting the hang of this. And, and rather than quit, I went ahead and did something totally different. And, uh, I'm glad I did. Cause I came this close to, to leaving what I love dearly in life oh because God. I had this injury and I couldn't play what I wanted to play. And some guy just went, Hey, why don't you do it this way? And I thought, what but he was right he was exactly right deal with it
0: that's that's so inspiring mike and and taking like a yeah like you you came this close to quitting and i'm saying i'm so thankful you didn't and we're just talking yesterday about like that ability to flip things and take like a so-called weakness into a strength there's a dream in the community just yesterday she said she had some challenges with her ankle, and she's yeah. the same thing you're doing. She's but she's getting actually a double bass, like another bass drum. She's like, I'm gonna work my left foot in there, and I love the vibe of having like two bass drums because I'm yeah, like it's like this, this vibe, that's like you know the double bass energy there, and yeah we were talking about all these examples like like Joni Mitchell you know she was she had polio when she was a kid yeah she just lost the ability to kind of play chords like you know so-called normal guitar so she just developed this new way of tuning where she wouldn't have to put her fingers in that shape and that became the Joni Mitchell sound that was yes. love and so she took a weakness and flipped it into a strength so that's that's so inspiring.
1: Well, the the guitar player, I, I I didn't I don't know if you're aware of this, but I, I heard the story, and he was talking about it in an interview. It's Tony Iommi, yeah, from a Black Sabbath, and he working in a factory. He sold off a couple ends of his fingers, oh, and yeah. and and he had been playing. He's going, well, this is this is troublesome. And he didn't know how he was going to do anything. And so he ended up, you know, learning to play like that, like you just said with Joni Mitchell. And guess what? It's uh, He's got a a very unique style. Exactly.
0: That's the whole mission here is like bringing out. Yes, be who you are. Yeah, man. Exactly. Who's got a question for Mike? Yeah, Joe.
2: Uh, Not a question, but um – <clears throat> you know, the fact that you had to switch feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a gig I played maybe six months ago, and, and my double pedal broke. Um, the main right beater broke, so the left still worked. Yeah. And i so <laughs> so had to, to play with the left foot that it, we were luckily it kind of ha- broke somewhere in the second set. So the third set, I started out that way, and then it was just too hard, so I literally played side saddle with my right yeah. foot on my left pedal and my left oh. foot on my high hat and play the rest of the gig that way because it's like it's that's that's to make that transition to the left foot is and you said six years now right you've been been working on that
3: yeah
0: it's hard hard
3: and i love the question
0: yeah go ahead just one point that i want to underline there i love that you left foot playing but you're like i'm playing right-handed like there's no rules to this stuff you know this is that's right thank Thank you. you yeah like andrea here from germany she similar thing she was you know having some teachers oh you got to do it this way and and it's like no the only rule is that there's no rules like put the hi-hat here you can play with this foot we're like freaking octopuses here it's like there's no rules here
1: Keith Moon Keith Moon didn't have a
0: (laughs) hi-hat yeah
2: Chris you mentioned
1: about sounding like ourselves I think it was Miles Davis said yes. uh,
2: paraphrasing oh. here that it's amazing how long it takes
1: to sound
0: like yourself <laughs> yes, that's great that is great yeah jo- jojo Mayer said once he's i never forgot this like it took me 10 years to sound like tony williams and then another 10 years to undo that and sound like yes, that's right, <laughs> tony I, williams will always sound you, better
3: i told you i told you that you I heard you. you stole it from me.
0: Did I steal it from you? you
3: st- yes, you stole it from me. <laughs> oh,
0: actually, I, all right. I, I saw Jojo. You, jo- you,
3: you have a, you have a weak memory.
0: Big <laughs> <laughs> Jojo has probably said yeah. that repeatedly because I, 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 I saw him say that at a clinic actually to a crowd. And did did you hear him say that too? And go ahead with your question, by the way, Goran.
3: Thank you. I have a question for Mike uh, regarding your big shows at 90,000 people. Uh, I, I'm interested in how was your monitoring on stage, big like this? You know? Yeah, that, those, that can, those, yeah. can you, can you, did you play, for example, and entitled Absolute Beginner?
1: Well, I had I had had some uh, experience with click track from playing a, a, a gig with Adrian beforehand, but the monitoring thing when the crowd and this can be a real problem when 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 it got really loud, you know, and I mean it's you know, and I was you know you need to protect your ears, but um, but it got so loud sometimes that the click track. I had the tech provide a light along with the click mm-hmm. so I could he- I could see the light, you know, and because and, if did you, you, you
3: did you did you hear drums well?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's like uh, I remember turning around one one night to the uh, monitor guy, Seth, and I said, Seth. Give me some more monitor. I, I need to hear, you know, hear, hear some more monitor, especially for the kick. you got to have that happening. And, and he said, that's all I can give you, man. And he said, just hit harder. <laughs> and so <laughs> I played one more song, and I broke, I broke a pearl pedal in half. And I said, wow. is this hard enough? You know, well, the, the tech took it off, and he, you know, yeah, is that hard enough? it it's, it can be a real problem getting enough uh, and you know, even though it's hard to keep the stage volume down but you a lot of bands are trying to do that these days it's it's not a battle of volume cuz you always lose
3: yes yes and, and i They've have got a, knobs. another uh, i have another quick question please uh, quick Sure. You, you, you said that you're from cincinnati area
1: well, I'm from the Kentucky side of uh, of Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm at the, the tri-state area. I, you know, I'm I live in Kentucky, in Union, Kentucky. I was born and raised in Kentucky, but I played around Cincinnati, which is just right across the river. You know, all I, my I don't, early I, career.
3: I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is it polite in your country to ask? But may I ask you how old are you?
1: I'm seventy-two years young so yeah well you know
3: you, you you right? are, you on, are, so, on most you days are, some days <laughs> some days
1: no not so much you yeah were, i've, then, I've then, been playing 55 years or then 50. You were,
3: then you are uh, maybe aware of uh, philip paul a drummer died a few years ago who's this philip paul philip oh yeah drama you know of him no no the the maker of the twist beat from connecticut he was 96 what was his, years.
1: what was his name
3: again uh his his name was philip paul paul philip
1: Oh, wait a minute. Philip, Philip Paul from Cincinnati. Yeah, yes. I played. Yes. I, I went to, I saw him play in a little club and, and, uh, I was the, I was the drummer that played the King records tribute thing that for K and he played a lot of stuff on King records and he came out and played with Otis Williams and the charms, but I was yeah. playing with, uh, you know, all these different bands that came up, the tribute for King Records. Yeah, I, I misunderstood what you were thank saying. You. Yeah, yeah He's, he was a really good drummer. Thank you.
4: Thank you. I thank you. Have
0: a yeah, Abdullah, yes. go for it. Then Joe's uh, next.
4: Mike, thank you again for, for being here with us. That's this fine. is wonderful, man. Um,
1: My pleasure.
4: Thank you, thank you. Um, Mike, uh, when when you're on a tour what kind of things do you find yourself doing to to stay healthy and men- mentally positive on an extended tour when you're jet lagged when yeah great question
1: eat right work out i mean it's the same stuff you get here you know you you're but I think a lot of people don't realize. They think, well, you're on tour and people are setting your gear up, and that's great. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, that's not lost on me. That's wonderful. It doesn't happen now, but uh, but you know, just to find some place that, well, I don't care if it's just going for a walk. We play physical instruments, mm-hmm. you know, and and you've got to have some level, and 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 what Chris was talking about. And what you guys have been talking about here recently, to be fluid on the drum set takes, takes a lot of, of work to stay in shape, not to be some muscle person or anything, but just to stay fluid on your instrument, to play with authority. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get up there and I'm playing milk toast, and I'm not talking about being loud, I'm talking about hitting the drums and making them sound good there's a trick to that. And, and I know you all know that, you know, because people get up there sometimes somebody, Hey man, I play drums. <laughs> okay. And they get up and, and I, I, I told my wife one time, well, I'm not married now, but, but she said, I said, uh, does my drum sound like that? Cause if they do, I'm going to sell them tomorrow. <laughs> and she said, no, when you play them they sound different because there's a touch man to to playing drums and yes you got to have a nice instrument but that makes it easier to get what you need to hear and what you want to project out to the audience
0: what is the dna of a world-class drummer they radiate confidence they are full of passion and energy in all they do they have an abundance of self-esteem and belief in who they are and what they have to say. And they experience limitless creativity and they can get into flow states. And that's when you get in the zone, you're having fun, time passes in an instant and you are just living the joy of drumming. So join me and the LTR Drumming Worldwide Community for your free Transform Through Drumming course at chrislesso.com slash drum. That's chrislesso.com slash drum. If you're as obsessed with drumming as we are, I can't wait to see you on the path. Let's drum and experience the joy.
1: And yes, you gotta have a nice instrument, but that makes it easier to get what you need to hear and what you wanna project out to the audience. You know, I, don't, I, I, I work really hard at trying to make the drum sound good. And, and to play them correctly for me, and that's different for everybody. But to make them project and to sound good, your instrument needs to sound good too. Right. That's half the fun.
3: Yes.
4: Yeah. One of the one of the things that I have a hard time with when, when playing a show, is the actual the the, the PA system being loud and a crowd. Yeah. I I get overloaded and I I try to go find a quiet place away from the club or whatever. And uh, I I always find it hard to one, find that quiet place, especially in a town that I don't know. And two, uh, to not get overloaded by the crowd, the PA system, the, you know, how hectic, hectic things get. Um that's something I find difficult is to, to 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 deal with all of that, plus playing the show to the top of my ability.
1: Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, we we play a loud instrument, but uh <laughs> you know we I we probably all got that a lot of times. Well you're playing the drum, they're loud so. Yeah, I get it. But I'll tell you what you get a Marshall stack you know happening and going your way and and uh, a, a b3 coming through a Leslie in your ear I mean we all but we all got to be work together at trying to to keep a uh, you don't want to play milk toast but I don't want why I don't want to be up on stage and all of a sudden it becomes white noise do you like that I don't no, no. I'm, you know, I wanna, I wanna hear music. I, you know, and it's like, hey, everybody, let's not, let's not battle each other. Come on, man. We, can, we can, you know, th- that's why we have a sound engineer. That's why we have monitor people. They're trying to work with us, and if we're just, just cranking it up, you know, like in the Spinal Tap, turning it up on twelve and sawing the knobs off, you know, <laughs> no, you know, I'm. <laughs> i want to be able to hear you know and yeah i i've lost some hearing and stuff over the years but i still love to play and and uh, and i'm playing with some people right now the side project from the from the church band and even the people in the church band we're trying to keep it at a have some dynamics you know yeah. boy that is important man i've, I've had people say well you you don't play the same volume all the time yeah thank you
0: <laughs> thank you exactly
1: thank you I, I i've been working on that
0: yeah <laughs>
2: you
0: thank know you. appreciate it that's a really big compliment yeah joe do you have a question or anybody else
2: uh, probably five more since uh the- yeah, I know. <laughs> me too. i'll try to go back to the one you know it's, it's funny chris the first time i met you and we had that little guy on and you were asking me like i think the first thing i said was you got to listen to the band right like right to be able to bring it up and bring it down and and really feel yes. what's going on and that god mike I'm, i've been probably playing since i was eight so i'm 60 so 52 years you only got me beat by three but you got me in a few more years the other <laughs> um, so i get my, my well you look great uh, thanks. My original <laughs> question going back was: Are you? Did you get it on any of his recordings? On any of his albums, or was that just for? No,
1: were- well, I'm on. I'm on some CDs and stuff. Uh, it, it's uh, from the live stuff from the Sound and Vision tour in 1990. You know, I actually found an album. I was. It, it was in an email. You know those uh, those th- things they put those compilations together, and I and it said David Bowie at the Tokyo dome. And I went, I looked at the date and I thought, well, I played on there. It was 1990. And and so I ended up buying an album and and, look, mom, I'm on the album,
0: you know,
1: but, but I mean, my mom's gone. She didn't get to see that, but, but yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, you know, I didn't play any of the uh, original recordings, but I did the live
0: stuff. Outstanding. I had, I had a question about, um, this would be Adrian blue related to that. Like, so odd times is, is always a thing that comes up and not, not kind of getting stuck into overthinking and where you're in your head, you know, to get into flow and yeah. not have something like odd times get in the way. And really just to make odd times feel like, yes. like I've heard some great drummers play that and that's my approach. And, uh, for me the tool I use is uh is is conical so if you know the the Indian system of of you know speaking the syllables like takadimi takita and yeah hey it came Goran ordered the book Taladiddle from Klaus Hessler and Klaus uh Claudio Spieler and it's all on it's kind of uniting conical and rudiments
1: yeah that's Adrian had a song called Happy to be Happy with what you have to be happy with. And when you sing it, it's 11. You know, uh, it's, I, you know, I find odd time signatures fascinating, and they're fun to play, and they're very musical. But when when it's, uh, when you can flow, like you were talking about, Chris, but when it's contrived, it just to see how difficult they can make it, it doesn't sound good to me, you know. Oh, and no. uh, it just doesn't sound, you know. Uh, and, and Adrian did a good job at doing I mean, he you know, he wrote some of that stuff for King Crimson. Yeah. And, uh, and I was thinking, are we going to be playing some of that? And he said, yeah. I went, oh, good. Oh, great. And you know what? And I gotta say this. This was. This made me feel so good. We were doing some song called uh, "I Remember How to Forget," and it had two weird time signatures going on, and they they kind of met each other, and 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 I was having trouble with it. And and I, we were at rehearsal down in this place in Nashville, and I said to uh, I said to Adrian, I said. Well, I bet Bill Bruford didn't have a problem with this. And he said, no, he did. <laughs> yeah. And I went, oh, good. Bill, if Bill had a problem with it and I got a problem with it, I'm cool. That's great. But <laughs> that's all. Thanks,
2: Chris, last one for me. Yeah, sure. Right. Is there, Mike, is there? Is there like you have a drummer that is your mean guy who's like your idol drummer Ringo Ringo
1: yeah I mean there's people like Vinny and Dave Weckl and and all those guys and I love them and Nika Niles that that girl from uh is she from Germany oh my god you know uh, there's so there's so many great drummers but but Ringo was the open door I saw Ringo and that was it. And it never, ever changed. That's, I said, I said, that's what I want to do. And it's been what I wanted to do my whole life. Yeah.
0: Does that grow with, with time for you, Mike? Cause I love how without hesitation, you just said like Ringo. And for me, like, I, I love this band, the bad brains, if anybody's thumbs up for the Bad Brains, man. And I, yeah. ever since I was a kid and literally this morning, I'm listening to them again. And it's like, this just grows with every year. Like, I love this band more and more over time. Yeah, it's definitely like that to people. Like, the just each year that passes. So is that, is that kind of the, the vibe with Ringo? Like, you just grow? You know, I, I, you love
1: grow? I love playing drums. I love the art of drumming uh more than i did when i first started you know and and i tell people i you know and they they said they you know that's got to be old hat you've been playing 50 some years and i'm going you know i'm still like a little kid you know i've i've talked to abdallah and we we've been talking about something we probably shouldn't be talking about these new drums that have come along and i was just curious and I i'm sent a cure by the way huh you got I, more I information yeah we're gonna your wife's gonna kill you <laughs> uh,
4: i'm gonna blame you man <laughs>
1: oh, okay good just blame it on me i live by myself <laughs> but anyway yeah i i love it more than i ever did and i i i gotta tell you this real quick i was playing this club and, and i had this set of drums they were a from canada and uh and anyway um uh, I was playing playing this kit and I was talking to this drummer and he was facing this and he was facing me and I was facing the stage. And and we were talking, his name was Marty, and I and we were talking shop, you know how drummers do. And I kept looking over his shoulder and he said, Are you looking at your drums? And I said, Busted. Yeah, I am. I was how just thinking how how cool they looked up there!
0: I do that too. <laughs> I do the exact I same thing. I'm like, I hope no one notices. Like I'm kind of like staring at my own drums, but they look cool. I get that feeling too.
1: I used to draw them when I was a kid before I ever played drums. Uh, you know, and, and and I'd seen Ringo on on Ed Sullivan, and before I played. And I dra- draw amps and I draw and like write the Ludwig logo on there and.
0: Yeah. Uh, I know.
1: It's great, isn't it?
0: I love We say it's the fountain of youth, Mike, so I love feeling that, like, you just tapped right in there, man, and it's just growing with everything. Yeah, it is. And I love what you said about odd times, how it's like singing them and making them musical and just making them them feel good, and yeah. that's fantastic. So as we wrap up today, we're actually in a so multi-part series of Flow. So, Mike, you're welcome to – jump on any any time and thank you so much for contributing to thank that.
1: you man this has been just uh, very cool to meet you all it, it's it's just it's a beautiful thing I, you know i i got to do just a update section of monodrummer never got a feature article but but robin flan said to me one time she said I, you know i was in la and she was talking to me over the phone and she said I just want to tell you this about drummers. She said, I've interviewed a lot of drummers and I want to say that the drumming, the drumming community is the most open and, and willing to share everything they know about their instrument and, and their art yeah. to any other drummer without hesitation. And she said, I, I don't see that in hardly any other instrument. She said, I'm not knocking any of it. And and but she said you you drumming people are a special breed of cats. And I thought, well, thank you very much. I'm I'm honored to be here. You know.
0: Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> guys, let's clap it up for Mike. Thank you so much for being here, Mike. Like, oh, thank you. Such an honor thank you. and we will see you soon.